Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel from the most fascinating people in a business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And today, we are going to tantalize your business taste buds with one of the most enticing fantasy careers and most daring marketing schemes ever to tease your palate. Now, when you walk down the liquor store aisles and you see all those numbers, those rating numbers, you ever wonder how they get there? Well, much of the credit belongs to Mr. Gerald O'Connard and his crew of the Beverage Testing Institute, tastings.com. The folks at BTI spend their days lovingly sampling and competitively rating the beer, wines, and hard liquors that you and I love all too well, my friend. And the top makers of all these delectable spirits come flocking to BTI for reviews and for advice. And that daring BTI marketing operation, well, just listen to Gerald, my friend, and let your business imagination take wing. So whether you are a construction firm CEO seeking a career swap to become a master of wine like Steve, or you're, I don't know, an upscale restaurateur seeking to make 50% on your profits for the drinks that you serve, like Cheryl, pull up your chair a little closer and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Gerald, I hoist my glass to you and thank Dionysus that you could find your way here from the city of the big shoulders. And a hearty cheers to you, Bart. A pleasure being here. Oh, I'm so glad that you could come. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. When I did the, the Garden State Wineries Guide, everybody would always ask me, what is your favorite wine? Now, when I was doing that, I couldn't... I, I, dared never say it because I was I had to be kind to everybody. So I'm going to ask you the same question, <laughs> and if you feel you can't answer, fine. But what is your favorite drink, beer, beer wine, and hard liquor? What is your favorite and, and type? You don't have to mention brand, but just type. Well, it, it really depends on my mood. Like, uh, And I'm a bit of a contrarian in the sense that since I taste for a living every day, I want to have the opposite of what I tasted. So if we had a wine tasting in the morning here at BTI, I, I'd go for a beer. <laughs> if, um, right, you know, if right. I, that and makes vice sense. For, uh, for beer and spirits. So I'm always looking for something different, something that doesn't feel like work, I guess, like everyone else is. <laughs> yes, yes, and I've got to say, your your work is, uh, shall we say, enviable in the extreme, nonetheless. Uh, well, also, Jill, you know, it seems to me as if you're running a sort of a schizophrenic enterprise here at the Beverage Testing Institute. Your your clients are those who make and sell the beer, wine, and spirits, and you help mentor them. But you also shove them into this this no holds barred competition where they're going. They could jolly well endure a rather ruinous review. At the same time, you also serve the public uh, because you want to rate products honestly. So, so just uh, help us understand. Could you give us a little sort of a thumbnail overview of BTI and, and tell us where your loyalties lie? Well, our loyalties lie with uh, the truth, uh, honesty, and, and frankness, uh-huh. and, and, and integrity. Without How rare. that, we, would, we really wouldn't have a business because people do trust us. They trust us on both ends. This, as you said, the suppliers trust us to be um, very careful and thorough with our analysis and evaluation of their brands. 
that's why they're paying us money. They're paying us for a professional review. They're not paying for a good review because they might not get a good mm-hmm. review from us. Um, and consumers are looking to us as an as a independent authority that, that doesn't take advertising from suppliers and uh, mm-hmm. to give them accurate ratings for their buying decisions. So, um, you know, without that integrity, that the loyalty is within ourselves, I guess, to, to always make sure that we have that as the foundation of our business or else we wouldn't have a business. Uh, very good. And and I might add that uh, that the not taking ads and not being swayed uh, is sets them above so many of the uh, other uh, rating, rating tasters. But uh, that's another story. Uh, now, as, as to your clients, I understand you handle beer, wine, and spirits. Uh, are most of them winemakers, and are most of them large yeah. producers? Who are your clients? So, yes, uh, by sheer volume, and you know, volume is an important thing in the <laughs> beverage business. Uh, our our customers <laughs> right. are wineries. <laughs> our, our wineries, right. because uh-huh. they're they're producing, you know, they're an agricultural product. They're not a formulaic product like beer or spirits. They they have to come up right. with new vintages, and we're there to help them. Sure. Uh, you know, assess the quality of each vintage and each brand within that. And so I'd say about 75% mm. uh, of our clients are, are wineries around the world, and the remaining 25, mm-hmm. it's probably uh, spirits first and then beer after that. We, we, um, we're the first people in the U.S. to review um, spirits and beer in a, in a competitive format uh, internationally. Uh, so people, mm. you know, know that, and they send us their products because, you know, of, of our history and our, and our quality and our integrity, yeah. And I was going to ask this later, but I'm, I'm interested. You, you do say so much of it is uh, is wine, and I just know that in the United States, consumption has wine consumption has doubled since 2002. Yeah. The production is up 140 percent in the last decade. You've got over we have I think over 1.2 million dollar uh, uh, acres under cultivation in the states, and that which is up a third in the last decade. What's behind this wine explosion, and is it going to continue? It's a cultural shift. Um, there's a lot of factors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of the studies that are coming out, although there are a lot of conflicting studies, but for the most part the studies showing that a glass or two of moderate wine consumption each day um, is healthy. And so people look at that, and they're looking at the Mediterranean diet, and they're looking at ways of incorporating um, an affordable luxury into their life. Um, and so th- with a lot of these factors, you, th- you know, the result is, um, you know, wine is getting another close look. And and now we're seeing mm-hmm. wines from all over the world really competing for American uh, wines, which had been dominant here for a long time. Huh. And people are looking for different. So I yeah. think if you look at, you know, millennials and so forth, they, they want to try new different things, and they're looking to different categories and, and regions of the world for, for unique wines. I think yeah, you know, I think that's true. It is a shift. Uh, so I, uh, you were talking about the the consumption. So you're probably not uh, an avid fan of of Mae West's great line. Too much of a good thing is marvelous. <laughs> well, I have to be careful given the the amount of access I have <laughs> to to all. Funny because it uh, it strikes people as odd when they come to the office and they just see shelves and towers of all sorts of wines, beers, and spirits and. Uh, and they just assume that you know we we tipple 
which we don't. I mean, it's it's almost right. like uh, oh. they could be car parts. <laughs> we do we, you know, right. we taste what we need to taste in the tasting room, and and all the bottles that are all over the place here are are just are just that. Those are our customers' products that we're working with and helping them to market and so forth. And uh, and it's you know when we close the door and then that's we go home. That's what we have a drink for pleasure. Oh. Okay. Well, it's it's a little different from my place. When people come to my office, they 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 see the bottles, but they're all empty. Anyway, uh, the, now when a client comes to your hallowed halls, and and you offer, you also offer a full range of consultation along with the competition, uh, the the competitive rating. So, could you give us an example of some of the product improvements you've made for certain beverages to make them better and more saleable? Yeah, just in general terms. I mean, most of our work is governed by NDAs. But uh, for instance, let's say uh, uh, there was a rum. Um, actually, it wasn't a rum producer; it was a person who bought a rum brand, and they put oh. a lot of money into the development of the packaging, into the brand story, um, into sourcing the liquid, and, and you know they had a nice-looking uh, uh, product, and they came to to us to say, hey. Uh, is this something that is saleable? Is this something that is ready for market? Are we missing anything here? And so what we do is we we do our tasting as we normally do, but we don't publish the results. Instead, we give them a very detailed report on the strengths and weaknesses mm. of the product. And uh, in right. this particular case, um, the product had more weaknesses than strengths. I mean, we had a panel of, huh? of, of retail uh, experts and on-premise buyers, and you know the story didn't seem to be authentic. The packaging was too convoluted and too hard to to manage, <laughs> and the price point was just out of control. They told them, you know, this would never sell at that price point. All right, go right. back to scratch as far as that. The quality liquid was fine, and see that's the thing. People think, uh. oh, I've got great liquid. I spent all this money, but at the end of the day, it has to be able to be sold. Right. So, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you you bring that. That is definitely well, um, an important aspect of the proposition. <laughs> well, you no, but it seems like you really give them the whole whole uh, coverage here. The, the, so you are giving them full the full range of marketing solutions, which I think is great because the best uh, we all know that, that the the great American novel, if it's in the top drawer of your desk, uh, or it has a, a, a absolutely heinous cover, uh, ain't going nowhere. Right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it has to well, if you've just right joined us, mm, yeah, how true. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time floats on your merry way across the ludicrously intricate rivulets of cyberspace, where you may listen and download uh, all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com, theartoftheceo.com, and you may also join us uh, on C-Suite Radio. We have joined that uh, station, the select coterie of elite radio masters, with each host and guest expertly on fire to fuel your ambitions, my friend. Just visit c-suiteradio.com and dig in. Now, Gerald, uh, we're, we're, we, we've got the system, the clients come, we're off to the judging. Uh, and I think the most important, the most really the most vital piece of information each of listener needs to know is how can I get myself into the enviable position of artfully slurping fine wine, cool Bruce and Hedy Hooch I, for a living? I mean, <laughs> do I have to demonstrate my capacity? Do I have to be knighted cirrhosis? What, who qualifies for this? Yes, <laughs> there are some <laughs> qualifications. 
and 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 I'd love to keep our our, our number unpublished uh, because we do get a lot of inquiries from random folks. Uh, we're actually oh, in a building no. that that houses a, um, a social security office, and uh, we get all sorts of wanderers <laughs> knocking at our door. How, how handy! <laughs> so uh, to answer your question, I, I, I'm um, glad to retire fully. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Fully and fully. Um, so right, yeah. Right. So the the. Uh, the, the vast majority of our panelists are buyers at either on or on-premise, oh. off-premise uh, establishments because they're the people that are kind of at the pointy end of things, really. They're the ones being presented mm-hmm. new brands, and um, they know the benchmarks for existing categories. Um, they're having to deal with both uh, suppliers, distributors, and consumers. They're really in the trenches, and they're living it, and they, they, they know the products because they have to sell them. So we we will you know rely on those folks very heavily in our panels. And as far as well, now process, you say buyers. Do you mean distributor buyers or or, or buyers? No, for, I'm talking about retailers. Or? Yeah, retailers oh, and okay. restaurateurs, people that are affiliated ah, with those organizations. Okay. Yeah, because right. again, they they have to deal with both ends of the spectrum as far as uh, suppliers, distributors, and consumers, and you know get the best yeah, product. They rub right up against buyers. the consumer. Exactly, and okay. so they, they're they're at the pointy end of it, as I said. Hmm. Okay, so well, that actually far, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and as far as process, you know, then we train them in our methodology, and their natural oh, skills and so forth flourish after that point. Well, let's talk about your methodology. I, I know that you have this this amazing thing where a product comes in, or if it's wine, it's uh, a forty-five day turnaround before actual publication and rating and things get done what how does the system go a, 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 a let's say wine comes in what happens to it uh what's what's your your, your tasting process testing process sure yeah it's definitely the, it's the life of an entry as we like to call it so uh you know we mm. reach out to the the the, the, the suppliers and tell them about the opportunities every month we take it we taste a different category of wine beer and spirits so we're constantly letting people know hey it's time to uh, it's it's february it's time to send in your ciders or your vodkas or your u.s chardonnays we have the whole world of spirits gotcha. wine and beer broken down and it, it runs just like clockwork basically so you know from the beginning of the month to 45 days later um what happens is the products are shipped to us they're inventoried cataloged um, they're flighted up for the panels. The panels are assembled. The products are tasted, usually in the morning when people are sharpest. Um, we spit, <laughs> which is the key part. It's not a drinking <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> And we don't taste a lot. That's what separates us from a lot of, uh, let's say, competitions or other types of uh, events that, that do this. Is in, that, in our methodology, we limit it to, um, you know, 15 to 20 spirits, uh, 20 to 30 wines, and the equal number of beers, because there's really palate fatigue. I've sat on many competitions uh, oh, sure. around the world, and they, they basically ask their judges to taste too much too quickly. And you, yeah. you basically fry out your palate. And uh, so that's a big part of it. say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, the 20, to me, uh, quite frankly, I, I, I think, and to, and to most of us who really do enjoy uh, a good drink of uh, now and again and, and so forth, but uh, the idea of 20 to 30 is is daunting in the extreme. Most of the little wine tastings I've had, people can handle, the average person I think can handle a pair, maybe three, and, and beyond that, not. So, so your buyers, of course, are experienced. 
Right, and and we're constantly uh, training for speed too because we have a lot of products to get oh. through, and so we're trying to capture the essence of the product in our databases using our our techniques and translating that into a consumer-friendly tasting note and a score on the 100-point scale. Um, so yes, it, it, we break it up by category, uh, and it's it's done very scientifically so that uh, the, the the person is not overwhelmed in the process. All the tools that we have support. Really digging in, finding out what does this taste like? What is this good? You know, those are the primary questions. Well, now tell us just what uh, I, I you've given us the, the overview. What uh, you have a marvelous rating system, and it's it's uh, your own, and it's won you a very high repute over the last four decades. What what elements do the judges review for, and and how does that all end up go into the final rating? Well, yeah, so we we do this, um, uh, the, the system we have is different than others. Like, uh, for instance, uh, many competitions will take a, 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 a color of a product, the aroma of the product, the flavor of the product, the structure of the product, and they'll give it points. Like, this is five points for color, you know, three points for, for this. And, that. and then they make the judges add it all up, and boom, there you get your 86 right, points yeah. or whatever it is. So we, we look at the totality of yeah, we look at the totality of the product, and then we break it down. So, you know, we're always, you know, um, our, our software that I designed looks at the structure and the aromas and, and, and makes everyone put in a data point for each one of those particular things like sweetness and body and finish and style. And we ask a lot of questions. And then at the end we say, okay, we've done all this breakdown and analysis. It, putting it back together, it, what is the – this particular product and how does it relate to the best examples of its type? So it's really a benchmarking exercise. Uh, and we ask each okay. judge, what is your best U.S. Chardonnay in, in all of the ones you've ever had? And maybe it's a Kistler or something like that. And we want you to compare right. what's in front of you right now, not to what's next to it in the flight, but to this paradigm, this best example of its type. And then from there, we, uh, we, we ask them, how does this fit in a quality spectrum? Not, don't put a point at Number we ask questions like, "Is this a commercially sound example? Is this a very good example? Is this an excellent example?" And they just click um, their response there, and then the algorithm puts it together and spits out the um, hundred-point uh, base score. So we're never dealing in points; we're only dealing. Never in say spits out to a wine taster, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so we. Yeah, spits <laughs> out sorry, to wine that's a good one. You got me. Oh, <laughs> I got to watch my uh, words here. Anyway, go ahead. And then as far as, um, you know, the end product, then what happens is there's called the reveal. So after the, the tasting, the, um, the panel is, is presented with the, the bottles of what they tasted because they want to know. These are buyers, and they want to get a leg up on their competition. So they, a lot of things that we sure, present sure. to them are things that are not in the Chicago market, sometimes not even in the U.S. market. And then we send them the contact information and their notes so that they're able to use that information for their buying decisions. So there's actually a lot of behind-the-scenes commerce that we facilitate, too, in that respect. Oh, okay. Very good. And then from well, there, now, uh, it's published. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, that's yeah, what I was then, going to yeah, next ask. The How does the public get the access, of the public and the industry get the access? And are you, are you planning uh, any newer plans for, for, for greater public access? Yes, indeed, indeed. So everything is published oh, to com. Yes, uh, so everything is published, uh, you know, bi-monthly, every, twice a month, to tastings.com. And, and from there, we, we send it out um, to our newsletter, which is called uh, The Nightcap. So that's a monthly newsletter. Oh, nice. And, 
Yeah, and then so, yeah, I will actually put you on that so you can see what we're up to. Um, okay. And uh, we also are, are starting some new ventures, to your question, um, uh, with licensing our content to some of the uh, B2B and uh, B2C platforms that are out there. Um, I can't really name names right now because we haven't you know, signed deals yet, but I'm, I've got about half a dozen folks I'm talking to in terms of licensing these reviews. And, and just categorically speaking, these are, um, you know, range from, you know, alcohol delivery services that are looking to beef up their listings of, of the products they sell with a professional tasting note and a score and so forth to, um, you know, B2B platforms for distribution or uh, product management that, that want that same thing, really. They want objective reviews oh. and quality assessments for the things that they're listing. Uh, I could understand yeah. that. I think so. Now, uh, folks, my friend, as you listen in, you can come to the news and events at uh, com, and you will see where you can find these reviews because Gerald is going to be sending to us, and we will post them as soon as those deals are closed. Now, with your glasses refilled with fascination and understanding, I believe it's truly time to take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important uh, position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take honest stock of your marvelous self, behold all those assets, and lunge into sketching those entrepreneurial plans? Or will you continue to grind your teeth over government foolery and interest rates and all these other indicators designed by others? (laughs) choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book, and I am pulling it out right here with immense alacrity. Here we go. Okay, here we are. This is number 29. Our workers will gladly risk their lives for time-and-a-half hazard pay, but ask them to uh, to retrain and change their routine? Heck, they'll go on strike first. What do you think, Gerald? Is there enough wine in all of France for your staff to commit to a routine chattering change in their lives? <laughs> I don't think so. These guys are pretty stuck here. It's kind of like uh, peeling somebody <laughs> off the bar at 3 in the morning uh, sometimes. But no, it's, it's seriously. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Well, you we know, are all in. It's funny. We are all in. I, I think for us humans, there is no greater enticement than the feel of the familiar, even if that familiar scratches like Hades itself. You know, I'm, I'm going to stick with this coal mine until, oh, God. Anyway, if you smirked a bit over that clip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of a 101 or the 102 best business quips, and you'll discover an acerbic arsenal of wit that will set your coworkers panting after your every moment <laughs> or Maybe not. I don't know. As your third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is the name of the individual who said, success is a beast, and it actually puts emphasis on the wrong thing. You get away with more rather than looking within. Now, those words were spoken, surprisingly, uh, 
by none other than the wildly successful Oscar-laden actor, Mr. Brad Pitt. So congratulations to all you winners. And stick with us, because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way, comes yet another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and career-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And before we return to the czar of competitive tasting and critique of King Beverage, the, the king of beverage critiquing, uh, Gerald O'Connard, allow me to introduce you to the company by whose good graces we are here today, and that company is Prometheus Publishing, who invites you to enrich yourself with one of the best uh, books, business tools ever. It's called So That's How They Do It. Tactics from Business Masters, and this is one of my favorite book projects, primarily because of the readership. We deliberately designed this book for those business folks uh, whom we term the energized elite. You, you, you know who you are. You're that individual who seeks a really fulfilling and satisfying career enough to not only hear about it, but push your arms up from the swivel chair and rise and seize that better tool and apply it to your own business. And you dare, you're far too bright for some sort of seven-step uh, success template. You want, a, so this book offers you a, a, what you want. It's a smorgasbord of self-promotion tactics for mastery of time, achieving consensus, jaw-dropping sales keys, profitable attitude adjustments. They're all in here. And our hope is that you'll pick up so that's how they do it. Bypass the tools that don't suit and take on the ones that do. You may find So That's How They Do It at, among other places, BarsBooks.com, Amazon, and several bookstores. Carpe diem, my friend, you are worth it. And now, with utensils in hands, let our spirits and our spirits gleefully return to the master of the well-sampled glass, Mr. Gerald O'Connard. Uh, Gerald, again, I, uh, you seem to be... Um, on this this tightrope here uh with the industry and the uh and the public are you uh and you sort of have said that the truth is is what uh sets you free or keeps you with the integrity this is what you call critical marketing isn't it is that, that's your term for it right Yes, it is. It is. It's uh, you know we are a marketing agency. Um, we we serve the the drinks industry. Always have, um, but in a different way. I mean, most agencies will will extol and you know extol the comments and, and and qualities of their of their client brands, and and we do as well. But we're critical about it in the sense that we want them to be better if they need to be better, you know, whether it's their liquid, right. whether it's their package, their their proposition of market with their pricing, whatever it might be, um, so that they can be successful, and that's the that's the end goal of it. So we're we're in the business of providing a, you know, a vast uh, pool of clients. I mean, we have literally thousands of, of customers that send us products throughout a year, and we sure. want to be very frank and honest with them and 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 if they have a great product let's scream it from the mountaintops if not um you know we we still publish anything even if it's a bad review um you know mm-hmm. if it's a not recommended review we we don't put that in our search list and we don't you know right. cry that from the mountain we're not going to kick anyone down but we're going to work with them and try <laughs> to identify how they could improve their processes and their their liquid if they're open to it and if if I want if I had such a liquid, if I had a beverage, how would I get it to you? 
very straightforward. We have a trade site. Um, it's If you go to tastings.com, there is a For the Trade link, and it has all of our services and, and processes for entering products on there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very easy to, to do business with us. The only difficulty is, of course, uh, shipping alcohol. Um, there are certain rules and regulations for that, as you know, so we lay oh, that out in our shipping knows. instructions. <laughs> yes, but... Uh, well, I. I just want to talk about this critical marketing. It seems to me you've got this judging and competitive competitive comparison in the rating system that really works. This would work, don't you think, for so many other fields. I mean, virtually any flooded marketplace, uh, uh, books, software, leadership consultants, presidential candidates. Uh, scratch that one, last one. Uh, <laughs> leadership consultants. Uh, but uh, really, isn't the BTI model applicable to other industries, don't you think? You know, it's funny. We talked about that earlier, and I think I think so. I, I, we haven't. I had not thought of it, to be frank and honest. Um, but I, more I look at it, there are aspects of it. We'd obviously have to tailor the questions and the the criteria for the judgment a little differently. But the process is the same. Mm. You know, uh, you're looking to get a rating and a review of your product, and but also a, a critique right. that you can use to improve it. Right. Right. So it's. It's uh, something to consider for all of those seeking to grow. Uh, uh, we, we're, I wanted to ask, we have asked about wine, but I'm, I'm wondering uh, now uh, about some of the other federal laws, for instance, have changed drastically to encourage craft distilleries. Uh, is this, are, are we going to uh, see a popular American swing back to hard liquor? I mean, are old fashions going to become new fashions? What, what, is that going to change? <laughs> It's already happening. Um, it's 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 happening oh. dramatically. So what what's happened is that the very similar to the craft beer uh, movement, we there is we're in the middle of a craft spirits movement. There are distilleries opening up in your neighborhood as we speak. Um, and what mm -hmm. they are doing is they're taking advantage of of changing regulations, as you said, and uh, tax structures, uh, tax structures, and and all sorts of things that are making it easier to do business and taking really the stigma of prohibition out of the liquor game. Um, there's still the three tiers. There's still states where, you know, the government is the only place you can buy um, liquor and wine, beer, and spirits, too. Yes. Um, but that, as far as the production of it, that has opened up tremendously. We work with a group called the American Distilling Institute, uh, as well as mm. the American Society uh, for uh, Craft Spirits Association, rather. And they, they have huge conventions now. They used to be very small enterprises, and now there's lots of people that are that. looking to get into it and are just starting their, their enterprises, and uh, they're making a lot of products. We're seeing a lot of them, too, and helping them. So it's a great time to be uh, good. a stillman. <laughs> right. Two good tips for someone who wants to start their craft brewery or their craft distillery. What should they do? Well, they should have a airtight business plan um it's not it's the marketplace especially for beer right now uh, spirits is coming soon but is extremely crowded and brands are falling off and failing so they have to have a unique a unique proposition to the market a unique story um be doing unique flavors um it has to be very carefully thought out we have some resources to help with that. Of, of course, I'm not going to give them all away, but uh, the airtight business plan is the number one thing. You can't just do it as a as a hobby anymore and hope you get lucky. Right. Yeah. You can't get you a copper kettle and a copper coil and go sit out in the, beneath the juniper anymore. 
No. <laughs> Sad but so. Oh, Joe, this has been great fun. I, I, and also, I've learned so much, and you've really opened uh, the door to this industry and, and given us a lot of understanding. And I thank you very much, and I hope uh, as you make changes in uh, what the Testing Institute is doing that, that uh, we'll, you'll be able to uh, have you back on and, and uh, tell us all about them, okay? Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure, and I look forward to being back. Thank you so much, Bart. Okay. Thank you, Gerald. And so as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who said, converting your passions into a job is the fastest method for eliminating any passion you once had. (laughs) And as a hint to the author, darn few folk know the fastest methods for anything like this author of The 4-Hour Workweek. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, it's interesting, the executives who delegate authority best always seem to be those who remember to pass along the fire of their enthusiasm along with the responsibility just a thought. And to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as Gerald and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this on all our shows at theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say as always, it has been a privilege. And I thank you. <laughs>